Good evening, fellow basketball fans, and welcome to Pardon Me, Alex. First time in 2023. That is, I, yeah, I did. That's weird to say. That's really weird to say. I can't believe we're already here at 2023. Wild, wild. Um, but let's go ahead and just get started and get her done because we have two different basketball games to talk about. So that way we're caught up and we don't have to worry about being behind uh, before the game tomorrow in the sawmill. So let's get her done. And we back. back. Here we are. <laughs> hello, hello. All right. So again, welcome everyone. If you're tuning in live, buenas noches. And if you're not, well, then I don't know what time it is. You'll be turning in, so I'm not going to say it in Spanish. Um, man, oh man, 2023. We had a great 2023. I think ringing in the new year. Yeah, no, I had a good time. I'm just tired, tired, tired now. But oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, do we want to talk about our New Year's now, or when we talk about the Mavericks game? Um, whenever you want. Okay, we can. Uh, we can talk about it before the Mavericks. That'll like separate the little the two, so that'll be a good little separation. We can just do that. Okay, so. Going into this game, let's see, this game against ACU at home was on Thursday, December 29th, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, and, man, it was a uh, it was a barn burner. As it always is. Oh, my God. Every time we play ACU, it is an absolute slugfest constantly. Um, anyway, so – Going into the little bit of background before this game started. Um, so before this game, there were 23 wins and 14 losses. Our largest margin of victory uh, was 97 to 62. And that was in 2016. The smallest margin of victory was 61 to 60. And that was a couple years ago in 2019. Um, so this is the last game against them, or this is the first game against them since we last played them, which was when we played them in WAC Vegas in the conference tournament. We lost 76-62. Not the best game from us. Yeah. Um, anyway, so moving on. Oh, yeah, then we had a home game on – Seven, oh yeah, last home gave me 173.71 from Day Day. But anyway, continuing on, go ahead, Jacqueline, with the game notes. Um, so same starters as the last few times. We had Day Day, Nigel, Nana, AJ, and Trell. Uh, we did win 75 to 68. The attendance was 2,814. And I think we'll save the WAC uh, standings for the next the next one, right? So I'll just go ahead and... Yeah, go ahead. Do Sean Kennedy's stat section. Uh, the field goal percentage is 47.4. The uh, three-point percentage is 28.6. Our free throw percentage kind of low at 68%. Um, points in the paint, we had 42. 
points off turnovers, we had 15. Second chance points, we had 12. Fast break points, 10. Uh, our bench points was kind of lower this game, at only 11. Um, rebounds were up, though, 38. We had 12 offensive boards and 26 defensive boards. Um, our fouls, we had 18. Turnovers were 11. They had only 12. Um, so super, super low on both sides. Um, we had eight steals and three blocks. The game leader, Day-Day, I think this was his third double-double in a row. Um, he had 18 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, and three blocks. Wild, tremendous game. We had Nigel with 15 points, five rebounds, three assists, and Nana with 14 points, five rebounds, three assists. Almost identical. Yeah, uh, Day-Day's been having a hell of a last few weeks here. Um just been absolutely on a absolutely on a tear. So uh, obviously, player of the game was Day Day um, with his double double, just insane. Um, if I was gonna go for a secondary player of the game, it'd probably be Nigel or Nana. I mean, they both had really really great games. Nana, that was probably one of Nana's best games that he's had all season. Um, very well played. A lot of great moments from him. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, that was – Day-Day played great. He has the last several games. But I think that's probably the best game I've ever seen Nana play. Um, Dad and I both talked about that after the game. So, he played tremendously. <clears throat> I feel like he really got tough in there in the lane. Um, I mean, not, I'm not saying that he hasn't been. But, like, that one was a big one, I feel like. I agree. I agree. Okay, so moving right into the beats of strength – Jacqueline, go ahead and give us yours. Um, okay, we, we've bragged about AJ several, several games, um, but he again played great and once again had one of those where uh, he had a turnover and then immediately steals to get the ball back. Um, I mean, I feel like that happens the few times that he does have a turnover immediately. That happens. Um like I said, Nana played great defense, offense, and dunks. He had multiple dunks. I, I didn't count whenever I watched it back, but he had a lot. Um, Day Day, obviously, double-double again. Great game. Um, we had Raw T back, and I definitely, I mean, he didn't come back starting, but I do feel like he's getting back in the mix. Um, so that was nice. Robbie had some great assists. I was super excited with him. Um Derek had a great game. He had two shot clock buzzer shots. Um, so I was really excited to see him, you know, being offensive and super mindful of the game and what was happening and where we were on the shot clock because, you know, I hate a shot clock violation. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotcha. I agree. Um, points in the paint back up where we like them in, you know, the upper 30s and 40s. So love to see that. Um <clears throat> Of course, we could talk about Day Day all day long, um, but I definitely, definitely want to give a shout out to Derek. Derek's been a great workhorse off the bench. I think we really saw it more so, I think, in this game, like he has been since he's been slowly coming back from his surgery on his foot. But this game, he really, really shined as well coming off the bench. Um, and also, it really helped to have 
um, more than two people coming off the bench as well. So that's a positive. We had Derek, Rati, Kyle, and Robbie. So that's four guys. Um, so a total of nine. For once, we had more than seven kids, seven guys off the bench. And so that was just a huge, huge um huge thing in our favor, honestly. I think if we would have had less, this game would have been a lot harder. I mean, it was already hard. It was already an uphill battle uh, versus ACU because it always is. But um, having four guys off the bench instead of just the you know two was was very helpful. So nice having Robbie back, even for his four minutes. Still, he he made himself known all over the court whenever he was on there. Um, he had a you know a steal, so really big steal, and uh, yeah. Appreciated his his effort. Yeah, I love him so much. And it, it was wild, definitely, finally having more than seven or eight dudes on the bench. I mean, uh, you know, suited up. Actually have some people on the bench. So that was that was exciting. Yeah, but completely. At nine, like, I don't even know how long it's been since we've had that many. Yeah, I, honestly, I probably since the, you know, very first couple games of the season is the last time we had nine people suited up and ready to go in. Um and we had more people suited up, probably had 10 people suited up and only nine went in. So it was, it's, it's a slow goings back and hopefully that's just again, trending upwards and we'll continue to have um, a nice number of people off the bench and, and have give, give our starters a little bit more breathing room too. Cause for a while there, those guys were just, you know, getting very, very limited breaks. And when they did break, it was for a very short amount of time. So um it's nice seeing one, two, three, four people in double digits and points as well, spreading the ball around. Pretty much all the starters had double digits, I think, except for Trell, which, again, um, totally fine. Trell always shows up in other ways on the court, even if it's not, you know, with a double-digit point. Um, you know, he always plays good defense. He's, he's, again, the life force of that team, so anytime he's – on the court, I don't care if he has zero points or 30 points. He's still going to definitely um, give it his all, and he's going to contribute somewhere on the court. So, um, of course, that, like Jacqueline mentioned, that three-point percentage was not great. Um, not great at all. We took a lot of three-pointers, but um, the ones that we did make did obviously give us a nice little surge. And then the one by Day-Day, holy crap. That oh, yeah. was I didn't know that too. The backboard one, he didn't, he didn't call that, but that's okay. I know it was just so, it was the funniest thing because, you know, day day never really takes any shots outside of, you know, being in the post and down there in the paint. Um, if he does, it's very, very rare. And when, so when he took that dang three, I was, I didn't know what to do or what to say. And then the fact that it banked in, it's just even better. Oh yeah. man. It was just great. I mean, our, our three-point percentage wasn't great, but I also wasn't, like, super surprised just because of the way they played defense. Um, and and with Trell not scoring many, I mean, he just didn't have any open looks, really. He really didn't. They were they were on him like water on rice, honestly. I mean, they were double-teaming him in multiple situations. Um, so, yeah, trying to get good looks for him were – it was next to impossible. Because like we mentioned in the, in the podcast before this one – you know, ACU plays us so hard and their defense is very similar to our own. So I, I wasn't shocked that our three point percentage was what it was. Um, I am pretty shocked that we only had 11 turnovers, but at the same time, they only had 12. So, yeah, yeah both of our offenses held on to the ball. And again, very much. 
a dogfight defensively, um, but our offenses also did what they came to do, which was, again, one of them to hold on to the ball. Very, very critical um, game point or game key to the game, basically, was to hold on to the ball. Um, let's see. Anything else positive on your end you want to talk about? Um, no, I mean, the points in the paint I was really happy with. And actually, theirs were almost identical because they had 40 points in the paint. We have 42, so... Oh, yeah. That game was definitely, definitely down there in the paint the majority of the time, honestly. Um, everybody was having a dogfight down there under the basket. So, yeah, not surprised there at all. Not really. Um, the other thing I'll say is that our our uh, personal fouls were less than theirs, which, again, I know we had 18 and they had 21, but anytime we have less than theirs is great. And that nobody fouled out. So, yeah. <laughs> That is a positive for me. Nobody found out. Actually, Day-Day only had two this time coming around, so that's a huge plus. Um, in this game, he didn't foul out. He didn't even get close, so that's wonderful. Um, we did have a couple guys with four, but, again, under, it's hard when you're playing such hard defense. Um, yeah, um, and it wasn't, it wasn't even the usual suspects either. <laughs> no, honestly, I was shocked the, who, had the, who had the most personal fouls, you know, it being Nigel and uh, Trell. Yeah. yeah. And uh, usually they're not ones that really foul at all, but I'll take, you know, again, nobody fouled out. That's a positive for me. The turnovers were minimal, which again, anytime we have minimal turnovers against a really hard defense like them is again, two thumbs up in my book. Um, another thing too, I love that AJ, again, we'll talk about him all day, all night. He had five seals. That, that is just insane for me. Like, Insane. I love that. I love how Hardy works. And Jacqueline mentioned it before. Um, and I'll just reiterate it. Anytime he does lose the ball, like a turnover, or he, you know, mishandles it or something, he is going to be the one of the first guys to get it back, if not try his hardest to get it back in transition or something. I mean, he he he's insane when it comes to that. He I just I have no other words to say that. He's just insane. He's he he works harder than I've ever seen. Um, well, it's been a while there. I mean, obviously he's not, you know, he's, he's almost a Trey Pickney almost, um, almost a little bit further, but yeah, he's, uh, he's getting there, man. It's just his, his improvement from game one to now is just astounding to me. Yeah. And I think it was just maybe like first game jitters or something. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I mean, from then to now, it's just bonkers bonkers how amazingly he's played so um Corey, i just ran into new mexico state members at walmart well isn't that fun do you tell them where they could go shove it no i'm just kidding that their uh their fans travel pretty well considering how far they are so i'm i'm kind of curious to see how many they have since it's um a game during the week because the last time we played them at home, it was on a weekend. So it wasn't as surprising to see some of them travel, but I mean, that's a long way to go in the middle of the week. That is true. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, cause I know last time when we, like you said, we played them on the weekend and we had that, uh, it was a big old tailgate for that game. Um, there was a bunch of people who were from Houston who were New Mexico state alums who decided to come up for the game. So who knows? It could be people from New Mexico. It could be people that live in Houston or Dallas that are alums. But again, welcome. What is this? It looks like 
the Dobo and others buying all the Gatorade. Dobo. Is that like, should we know what that means? I don't know. Uh, if so, I woke up like 20 minutes ago and I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe like, uh, like the, uh, I don't know what that means. Oh, director of baseball, basketball operations. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. All right. Well, again. Okay. Welcome back. Have fun. All right. So <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. All right. So uh, ready to move on to the grievances? Yep. All right. Here we go. With the airing of grievances. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now you're going to hear about it. You. All right. Jacqueline, let her have it. Okay, well, so I know we did jump out to an early lead. However, like the first two possessions, we got a really slow st uh, start because they scored first. Then their little Jack Carlo lookalike uh, almost stole the ball out of bounds. Um, then they jumped out. Then after we did jump out to that early lead, I was like, this makes me even more anxious, honestly, because now I just know the second half, they're going to come back out here swinging and it's going to be – wild which was exactly what happened but anyway that's fine um i'm just dying at number 21 jack harlow you want to know what his name is it's jack uh um it says hunter jack madden yeah they, they were calling him jack madden during the game when i watched it back <laughs> and that's just funny that you called him jack harlow i just thought that was hilarious even before you knew what his name was right i know yeah. when i was watching it back i was like oh that's funny his name actually is jack um literally well, that was just like jack Harlow. anyway that was funny um, we have the superior jack just saying <laughs> <laughs> um so then we just had a not great start out of halftime and then that, that's when they we let them get back in there um they had some great backdoor cuts which you know as we've Talked about the way we overplay on defense. That's just going to happen. Um, they called a travel on Rati that was BS. It was really probably like a cylinder foul, but whatever. Um, okay, then th this one's more on them, not really on us. But um, I'm just – and whatever. Obviously, that was Brett uh, Brett's game plan, but I don't agree with it. I just – I'm not a fan of all the fouling at the last minute. Like – it gets to a point where I'm like, mm -hmm. there's six seconds left and you're more than two possessions Just let the game end. Why are, we, why are you having your kids foul again? They fouled like three times for us to go down there and shoot free throws. And I'm like, you're just giving us more points on the board and making the last two minutes take 10. I don't understand. Just let the game yeah. end. There's a lot of there's a lot of coaches that have that playing style, and I I agree. I don't get it sometimes. There, there is a point where they foul the guy who hits like eighty percent free throws. You know what I mean? Like they foul the guy who has like one of the best free throw percentages on the team. Well, and that's because that's how it's gonna work. When the other yeah. team knows that you're trying to foul, they're gonna purposely try to pass it in to their best free throw shooter. Exactly. Um, so you're you're screwing yourself. Like I, I get it once, but not like three times. I'm like, just let it go. Um, and then these two were just funny. So I have to complain about Tobias Cameron's mouthpiece. I know you're going to do it. I know. I was going to do the same thing. 
but I figured you're grossing me out so much. I'm sorry. I don't understand it. If he feels like he really needs to wear this mouthpiece because he thinks something's going to happen to his teeth, then he needs to keep it in his mouth. Like, I just don't understand. He's literally like messing around with it the whole time, like spitting it halfway out and holding it in his teeth. So, yeah, after the game, I literally texted Antonio and I was like, can you do me a favor? Can you tell Tobias if he needs his mouthpiece to please keep it in his mouth or else just don't wear it? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. It's just cringy. It was cringy because, again, like, I really don't want to see your slobbery ass mouth guard hanging halfway out of your mouth. Like, if you're going to wear it, wear it. What's the point of having a mouth guard in your mouth if it's not going to be in your mouth? I just don't get it. There's no point. And he's going to choke on it or he's going to get like ran into when he's doing that. And anywho, um, well, teach him not to fucking do it if he chokes on it. Right. And then my last one, this is just funny. And I, I remembered this today. So because we forgot, we almost never really remember to get the um, programs whenever we come in. But my dad always gets it. Mm. Uh, and so my mom says a screenshot of a new little section they apparently added uh, that has like the phonetic pronunciation of some of the names that aren't, you know, um, as obvious or common. Um, but then some of them that are like, just the most generic name ever they had the phonetic pronunciation of such as Walker. And I'm like, I mean, that's a last name and a word. Like, I think we all know how to pronounce that, but thanks. <laughs> it's like they had that, but then they didn't have like other people's last names that were a little bit more difficult or could be difficult. Yeah. Who wrote those? We need it. We need names. So that was funny. But any anyway, um, yeah, it was good. it's helpful. In names like Nana's last name that people are just going to butcher because they yeah. don't know, never seen that name before in their life, probably. Um, but I, I don't think we need a Walker <laughs> sounded out. But no, I mean, again, like I totally get it. I get I'm glad they had a name pronunciation sheet. I mean, I have many things to say about and that'll get when we get to the UTA game. But I'm going to put a pin in that. But. Um, yeah, I, I, my biggest concern, the, the three things that I wrote down, you already covered two of them. So I'm not going to go back over them, but I agree on both, um, was number 21, Jack and Tobias's mouth guard. Um, but the other thing I wrote down was that, I mean, there were multiple, multiple missed flop calls, like egregious flop calls so much so that the entire Coliseum was saying was yelling flop and people that don't aren't even paying attention to the game are like yeah that was like that's a clear flop at least two maybe three I don't really remember fully but at least two were just very egregiously not called and that is my main grievance yeah there there were several and it's frustrating because Especially in a game like that, the way they play defense, they're playing on us so tough that mm -hmm. like we need those we need those calls or else they need to be called for a block or something. Um Yeah. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I know, yeah, I agree. And then there's just it was just frustrating too, because I mean they'll call every little itty bitty touch whenever we do it. Yeah. During that game. But then when, you know, it was a blatant, absolute blatant, I mean congratulations you just won the academy award for best dramatic performance like that type of flop if it's that glaringly obvious that old grandma four rows behind me is yelling flop then i mean 
maybe you missed the flop, dude. It's just, it, yeah. And it just not only once I get it, but multiple times is a little much. And that's where I got a little upset about that. Um, obviously, Joe Pleasant, Tobias Cameron, um, um, Emmanuel Allen, like these guys, Cameron Steele, these guys have been thorn in our sides for many, many years. And Brian Simmons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think it's finally his last year. Finally. You know, he, he hit a couple threes on us, and I was pissed. Yeah. Too pissed. Up. But as always. I know. I know. And so, yeah, it's just one of those. I mean, they had – those boys had 32 rebounds. They, I mean, we had 38, but still a very, very close game. They had – uh, 33 bench points to our 11, but again, that's just because of uh, number 24 and number 23, Arian, um, with their multiple points in the game. I mean, they had, they were in double digits. Um, I think the only like sliver of happiness that I have is the fact that Tobias only scored five points, and <laughs> and he had. <laughs> And and that was about it. <laughs> yeah. I was just happy. Like Tobias is just drives me nuts, man. Like these are all really good players, and I really hope they have success in their future endeavors. But when they're playing us, like they can all just yeah. Go. Yeah. And he, he had foul trouble too because they didn't start him coming out of halftime. Um, I can't remember how many he had then, but it was at least three. But he ended the game with four. So um. yeah, that's a good point. He had uh, he had four. Um, Arian Simmons had four, and uh, Damian Daniels also had four as well. So they were also in a little bit of foul trouble too. So it's a good point. Totally good point. Um, yeah. Anywho, I mean their three point percentage wasn't that much better than ours. They were at thirty percent, um, and their free throw percentage was not great either. It was 54. So again, a really, really close game. Um, They outscored us in the second half, 41, 36. And so it was uh, getting a little, getting a little testy down there towards the end of the game. And I was getting really concerned because again, like Jacqueline said, I mean, we had their, we had them by the balls in the very first half, like 39, 29, we were doing well. We came out to a really strong, good lead in the very beginning of the game and then ex- we had this talk during half, and I was like, you know that they're going to come out swinging. They're not going to lay down and die. They may be down, but they're never out. And what happened? We knew it was coming. Yeah, every time. Every time. They may be a wounded dog, but they ain't old yeller yet, baby. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah, so great game. A good team win from the Lumberjacks. Uh, couldn't, again, uh was pleased as punch that we had so many guys coming off the bench and that we actually had multiple people. Uh, we had four people in double digits, loved it. Um, any other things, uh, negatives, Jack's on your end. Mm-mm. Okay, cool. So to get towards the end of this one word to describe the entire game, Jacqueline. I just said battle. That, that's what I text Antonio after the game. And I was like, it was a battle as always. I mean, Every time we play them, well, except for last year in Vegas when we just didn't show up to the game. We literally rolled down and died on that one, yeah. But usually every game during regular season, it's always a battle and you never know which way it's going to go. I completely agree. What a great word. Um, Trying to think of like a synonym that's the same but different. 
Um, you said dogfight earlier. I think that's a good one. Yeah, dogfight. Put a little hyphen in it. Make it one word, dogfight. Um, yeah, it's always a dogfight with them, no matter what. And I'm, I'm just so just shocked at the very minimal turnovers in that game, honestly. Just very minimal. But, again, I guess that just goes to show you what – uh, the offenses on both sides of the ball were doing. So um, love to see it. Yeah. I was, I was so happy that we got that as our first, first win in conference because we really needed it. And that's always a tough game. So I feel like that was a great start. Gave them a little, little confidence boost. Nice start. I agree. No, I, I agree completely. Um, great point. Okay. So, we're done with the ACU. Moving on to the uh, New Year's Eve game versus UTA Arlington. The Mavericks. This was obviously, of course, like I said, New Year's Eve on uh, the thirty first. I think it was around. I think one o'clock. I believe one o'clock, two o'clock. Yeah, it was one. Yeah. Um, so at College Park Center, UTA, obviously on uh, UTA's campus. Um, but yeah, so New Year's Eve, great little. Fun little uh, adventure both of us had, uh, respectively. It's part of the first New Year's Eve. We didn't celebrate together in a while, yeah. um, which was weird. But Jacqueline had uh, amazing plans that she was not going to miss. And I had the uh, the brewery party to attend. But Jacqueline, tell us a little bit about your adventure in Austin. Yeah. So uh, my cousin, Andrea, who lives in Belfast, Northern Ireland, um, she had a big milestone birthday uh, so she turned 50. Um, oh, yeah. Put that on her Facebook. So I'm not like blasting her age. Um, and uh, so she flew back over to Austin, which is where she grew up um, to do her birthday. So we did her birthday Friday night. Um, and then Saturday night we went out for New Year's Eve. But um, Saturday I did uh, meet. Well, fr uh, so Friday night, first of all, we did part of her birthday at a, this place called Cosmic Coffee. Mm -hmm. um, have it's really nice. It's got a lot of outdoor seating. It's kid friendly, dog friendly, whatever. They have um, coffee and they have alcoholic beverages, and then they have a couple of food trucks. Um, so we met up there first. So it was like an easier come and go thing for a bunch of people to come. Um, but Chuck Cox came up to that and hung out with me for a little bit. Oh, fun! I'm glad he came. Yeah, Friday night, which he was actually headed to a concert at the Continental Club, which is where we went the next night for New Year's Eve. Um, oh, cool. And then Saturday, Sean uh, Clinch and I met up at this little bar and grill and um, I brought my laptop so we could watch the game together. Um, so that was fun. Uh, really glad we got the win on this one, too, but we'll get into that. Um, and we actually were sitting by this guy who uh, went to Sam Houston. So great. Um, yeah. So we, we hung out with a bear cat, but he was nice. He was fun. Um, so. Anyway, that was my uh, weekend trip and then just a full day of driving back. But So tell us about your adventure with a four-legged longhorned animal. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that was so <laughs> funny. So uh, Andrea's mom, Kathy, was dropping us off at because she went to dinner with us at the Continental Club uh, for New Year's Eve. And literally, she's like dropping us off at the edge of the block, and there's two horses and a longhorn crossing the road, obviously all with humans riding them. Um, and I'm just like, oh my God, what is happening? I have to get a picture of this. 
So I'm like, I couldn't, cause I couldn't tell when she dropped us off, which way they were headed. Um, so I get out of the car and I'm like running in my New Year's Eve dress and my knee high boots and everything like sprinting. And I get down there. <laughs> Um, and a bunch of other people, of course, are taking pictures of them. They're literally right outside the, uh, the bar that the club that we were going to. Um, mm -hmm. and so I'm like taking pictures and the guy sitting on the longhorn is like, oh, he's nice. His name is Ben. You can pet him. You can take a picture with him. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm like, uh, cause I mean, anyone who knows me, like I grew up in Nacogdoches, obviously my, um, both sets of grandparents had plenty of cattle and horses and all that. But, um, so I'm not like scared of them, but also in my mind, I'm thinking, this is an actual longhorn, like one wrong, like fling of his head and he could impale me with his horns. So I'm That's like, fair. yeah, really not the way I want to die on New Year's Eve, but that would be a very Texas obituary. Um, so anyhow, I'm like kind of happily <laughs> laughing, like petting the, the longhorn, but anyways, it was, it was all good, but it was a very funny photo op. So no, I loved it. Whenever you sent that picture, I died laughing. I was like, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, because as soon as uh, we saw it and Kathy was dropping us off, I was like, I was like, I have to get a picture. Simon is never going to believe this shit. Like, this is the most Texas shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> on New Year's Eve and there's like horses and longhorns just crossing the street right in downtown Austin on South Congress. I love it. Wild. Loved it. Loved it. When I saw the picture, I was laughing so hard at, at uh, New Year's. I was dying. Um, but yeah, so that was Jacqueline's New Year's. Mine was the same as last year. So every year we have a, a staff and friend of the brewery party at the Fredonia Brewery. Um, and so we invite, of course, all of our staff and their families. And then, of course, we invite a bunch of uh, we call them fobs, friends of the brewery, people who are regulars, they're customers, they come in all the time, people we know very well. I mean, they're basically family or work there as well because they come all the time. Um, so we invite a bunch of people to the brewery. We host, we have, uh, you know, BYOB and, you know, um, people bring food, big old potluck. And so uh, that's what we did again this year. Jay Soul was playing music and how we were having a good time. We did a champagne toast at midnight. Um, you know, we had football on the TV, music playing, drinks flowing, food. I mean, so much food, insane amount of food. Um, and yeah, just had a really, really good time. We had a little dance party after midnight and, um, the weather was good. Uh, yeah. And let's just say I indulged probably a little too much in not only the punch that I made, sorry, Steven, he blames me. Um, for his splitting headache for two days. I did nothing. I just made punch. I didn't make anybody drink it. Just saying. Um, and yeah, again, I blame Steven Estrada for this. He brought this tequila that was probably the smoothest tequila I've ever had in my life. But I'm telling you, Jacqueline, it tasted like water. That sounds dangerous. And tequila's danger is tequila. So dangerous. I literally took a shot. I mean, I poured, I, I even like I had, because I, I didn't know. So I, so I had, you know, salt on my hand and I had a, 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 te um, a lime in the other. And so I go and I, you know, do the normal tequila, like, you know, and then tequila and then split nothing. I was like, I didn't even need any of that. Didn't need any of it. 
didn't even need a chaser. I was like, what is this? Is this water? I literally thought he brought us water. What kind of you know? It was like Azul. I don't know. I have to, I'd have to ask him what the, what it was. I don't know where the hell he got it. I don't know who he got it from. It was some sort of magical tequila that didn't taste like tequila. Um, and so I had another shot of that right after it. <laughs> and then Joey brought out his um, his uh, Japanese whiskey. So then that's, that's wild. Yeah. So anyway, um, just a lot of fun, probably too much fun. I didn't get home till almost six o'clock in the morning. It was, uh, yeah, a time. So was what? What time? 6 a.m., Jacqueline. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I will say one more wild thing happened with us, but we weren't even that late. We, we got back to the hotel at probably like 2.30-ish, and we literally had just gotten back in the room. I had just taken off the boots and the dress and everything and put on my PJs and warmed up some leftovers and was sitting in bed shoving my face chowing down. And this alarm starts going off that literally sounds like an airstrike alarm of some sort. Like <laughs> it, it sounded like, I don't even know. We were on like a military base and something was going off. Um, and this voice comes over the intercom saying like, it didn't, I can't remember exactly the wording, but it didn't say what the issue was. It was just saying exit the building, exit the building over and over and over. So first we're like, is this for real? I mean, what's like, what's happening? Um, so I was like, okay, well, let me put some pants on real quick because I was just wearing shorts and it was like kind of chilly. So whatever, we go down the six flights of stairs um, through the emergency exit and go down and sit on the front um, curb for like, thankfully it was only like 10 minutes. And then two, two, not one, two uh, fire trucks show up. And I'm like, there's no obvious sign of smoke or trouble or problems. And so I'm like, or did someone order strippers or is this like really the fire department? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> um, so anyhow, they went in there and came back out and told us that someone pulled fire alarm. So just some New Year's Eve hijinks. So that was fun. I was like, oh. well, at least you weren't like in bed, like sleeping and it woke you out of a a dead sleep or something, you know, at least you were still awake. Cause that would have freaked me out if I like was awoken by that ridiculousness of an alarm. It would have been very frightening because I promise you that alarm would wake the dead. I mean, I can't think of anyone who would have slept through it. It was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. It was very unsettling. Insane. Well, that's wild. Ah! Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, anyway, those are our New Year's stories, and I hope you guys had a wonderful New Year's as well. Um, okay, so yeah, back to the game. So, uh, like I said, we played um, in Arlington versus the UT Arlington Mavericks on New Year's Eve day at 1 o'clock at the College Park Center in Arlington, Texas. Um, so, Jacqueline, tell us a little bit about our history with them. Yeah, so I had, I had to go do a little research on this because I'm mm. – I vaguely remember once upon a time when they were in the Southland with us. Um, but I can remember. Mm -hmm. So just this year is when they came back um, to the WAC, but going way back to the beginning, they were actually a founding member of the Southland Conference in 1963. Uh, they were in the Southland until the end of the 2011-2012 season, um, which at that time they left the Southland, joined the WAC for one year. 
Then they left the WAC and went to the Sunbelt Conference, and they just came back to the WAC um, this summer, this past summer. So um, a few little notable games I've had. In 2008, they were in the NCAA tournament, and they lost to a number one seed Memphis in the first round. Um, in 2016, they did beat the Texas Longhorns in Austin for the first time in program history after 11 matchups. Um, before this game, our record with them, we had 18 wins and 24 losses. So they have beat us more times than we beat them. Mm. Um, the largest margin of victory that we have had over them was 110 to 77, which was in 1995, throwing it way back. Uh, the smallest margin of victory was 65, 64 in 1997. And the last matchup we had with them was um, at the end of the 2012 season. We played them in NAC and we lost 51-47. Mm. So anyway, that was interesting. I had, to, I had to go back and look all that up. So here's – oh, yeah. wax standings. Forgot. Oh, no, you're good. Okay. So um, as of now, as of now, as of today, wax standings before games start tomorrow night um, – Things have been shifted because, of course, now we're in conference and those um, that changes things because now we're starting a whole it's like almost a whole new season. Um, so anyway, uh, at the moment, Utah Valley is in first place at two and zero, and we are tied with them at two and zero. And the only reason they're in first is they've won one more game than us. That's the only reason. Um, but yeah, so there's three teams at two and zero in the WAC: us, Utah Valley, and Southern Utah, which they're also. Um, playing really well as well for their first year here in the uh, – is it Southern Utah or Utah Tech whose first year is in the WAC? Well, it's not Utah Tech's first year because they were Dixie State last year. Oh, that's right. Okay, so then Southern Utah. Yeah, Southern Utah is playing really well for their first year in the WAC. They're, again, also 2-0 and um, at 10-5, and so pretty pretty even with us. Um Moving on, we have Grand Canyon, Seattle U at both 1-0. and o. We have Sam Houston, Utah Tech, Abilene Christian, Tarleton. Both are all at 1-1. One and one. And then at the bottom of the barrel here, we have UTRGV, California Baptist, New Mexico State, which is surprising to me, and UTA at all at 0-2 on the season, well, for the WAC anyway. And so that is how the WAC standings are happening. And obviously tomorrow with more games, these standings will shake up again. Um, of course, since we're playing New Mexico State, which I have to say, like, New Mexico State, they're still a force to be reckoned with. But for some, this year, they are just, they're struggling a little bit. I have to wonder if that's some of the off-the-court stuff. because I have to wonder if it is, too. And at the same time, I wouldn't, it, it wouldn't surprise me because that's a lot. That's a lot. No, but at the same time, I'm thinking you're sitting here thinking like, do I, do we let that, does, does we let that give us hope or do we just like still play them as like everything's peachy keen jelly bean? Yeah. I think we got to not underestimate them certainly, but that's my thinking too. I feel like if we go into this game thinking all well, these are like, again, like kicked down dogs and no, like we need to go in thinking these are the New Mexico state Aggies that we, that we know very well, even just playing them one season so far in the WAC, that they are not a they are a force. So, hmm. you know, they won the the conference last year or the conference tournament last year, and you know, but the thing is, is it's almost like a whole new, brand new team. Like majority of the team from last year isn't there anymore. Coach is gone. 
whole, almost a whole new different team. So from what I saw, what I've been watching and looking at on Twitter, the, uh, the Aggies are struggling a bit. And, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting game tomorrow. I wish we were playing them on a weekend so we could have another big, like, you know, tailgate thing. But, um, you know, we'll be playing uh, Grand Canyon on Saturday, so maybe we can do something. Yeah, I was about to say I'm wondering if we're uh, – if they're going to plan on doing anything. Seems like they would have said something already, though, but – Yeah, so it may just be us <laughs> as per. What else is new? We'll see. We'll see. What else is new? All right. So, yeah, that's the WAC standings as of right now. Um, like I said, New Mexico State coming up on Wednesday. But, yeah, the last couple games they've played, they played Sam Houston and lost and lost to Southern Utah. But, yeah. Moving on. Okay. So, same same starters we've had the last several games. Trell, Nana, Nigel, Day Day, and AJ. Uh, we did win 66-62. to uh, their attendance, I felt like, was kind of low, 1,419. But anyway, uh, Sean Kennedy's stat section, our field goal percentage was 42.9%. Um, our three-point percentage was higher at 45.5%. Uh, our free throw percentage was great, 81.3. Love mm-hmm. to see it. Um, points in the paint was I, we had 30 uh, points off turnovers. We had 10 second chance points. We had 10 fast break points. We only had four bench points. We had 24 um, total rebounds was 33, 10 offensive and 23 defensive. We had 18 fouls, um, which is exactly the same as what they had. Uh, we only had eight turnovers. I am pretty certain that's the lowest all season. I can go back and double check, but I'm also going to say that's without even looking. I'm pretty I sure. I don't even think we've been in single digits any other game. No. I mean, the last game was 11. And so, yeah. Right. They're, yeah. And I thought that then at that point against ACU, that was our lowest. And then uh, yeah, this well, game happened. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah. So then they, they, I mean, it was just, it was a low uh, turnover game because they only had 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had four steals and two blocks, the game leaders. So really none of our guys scored as high as normal, but it was very spread around. Mm. Um, so we had we had Trail leading with 12 points, six rebounds, five assists, one steal. I mean, he was really all over the board. Uh, Derek had a great game, 11 points, eight rebounds, almost a double-double. Mm-hmm. Um, Nigel had 10 points, four rebounds, three assists, one steal. And then we had, we had two guys with eight points, a guy with five points, three guys with four points. So everyone scored. Um, Everybody scored. Yeah. Very evenly spread around. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Love to see it. Love to see it. So I would say my player of the game, um, you know, my player of the game, I'm going to go, I'm going with my boy, Derek. I was going to say the same thing because he almost had a double double and he played like 26 minutes, which I think is a little more than usual. He played yeah, last game. I think he only played for like 10 or 11. Yeah. He's, he's mm-hmm. really, he is really coming back. And I, I feel like the foot is healing up nicely. I hope. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it fingers crossed, but yeah, I mean, huge jump in time. He played, um, for that 26 minutes, he had 11 points in that 26 minutes. 
Um, yeah, he, he was playing lights out. And I mean, yeah, obviously the, it's a, he didn't have any like a monumental, like, you know, steals or this or that, but like his presence on the court for this game was outstanding. Um, and I have a lot to say. I wrote a lot of notes on this game since I was able to watch it. I was able to watch it at home and I could like use my computer and type notes and watch rather than being at the game. It's just different when you watch it on TV because Jacqueline knows because she rewatches all the games anyway. And so um, it's just easier to do notes that way. So I have a lot of, a yeah. lot of notes um, specifically about Derek. So I wrote all capital letters, Derek, he had a, a, a badass, nice layup, a couple of them actually. Uh, good hustle, trying to get the rebound. He was rebounding like a fiend down there. He had eight rebounds total, most on the team for that for, for that game that night. Um, three offensive and five defensive. He was down there rebounding like the best of them. I mean, like he was, you know, not on a size or taller. So, fuck yeah, Derek. Um Derek, I, I wrote his name down so many times. Derek, 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 Derek. Play. So he, had the first, right he had the first two buckets of the game mm-hmm. off the bench. None of no one else could get a get a shot in there. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and his rebounding was tremendous. I I made a note of that before I even saw the the stats. Yeah, and he so he had the last. He had the first uh, points of the game, and he had a nice layup to end the game as well. Yeah. He played great, great, great. Outstanding. So that he's my player of the game, and I love – you. we didn't even write this down, and we agreed on player of the game. So, yeah, I, I would say for sure, Derek, what a game from him. And I feel, I feel like more people need to give him credit, not saying that nobody wasn't, but just more people need to give him some love because, yeah. you know, everybody's given – I mean, and everybody else is playing well too, but Derek, he's been such a force off the bench right now, and I'm, he's killing it. I love it. Keep wanting to see that happen. Um. Okay, so moving into the rest of the the strengths, um, let me go back into my into my notes. I had one. This is just a random note, not really a strength or weakness. Um, game note. Okay. Yeah, because well, so I did watch the game back because when Sean and I watched uh, at the at the bar, um, of course, I couldn't hear all of what they were saying. Um, but they said at the beginning, which we'll get there in the grievances about the commentators, but they said. Uh, that they were third in the nation on offensive rebounding. I was like, I heard that. You did or didn't hear that? No, I did hear that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. And then I looked back and I was like, I mean, they had 15 offensive rebounds. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. That was just interesting. But, but I, I wouldn't say that they were, you said that they said they were third. Yeah, they said third in the nation. Well, I'd have to do some double checking on that. Right? I was like, well, after I mean, some of the other stuff that they said, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt until I fact check it. 100%. Because, I mean, yeah, 15 offensive rebounds is pretty freaking good. They had 38 total. 15 of them, I mean, half of them being being uh, offensive. But number three? Not sure. Not sure about that. Um Okay, yeah. I will say that, yes, even though it was a New Year's Eve game, we did have a decent little contingent of purple there behind the bench. So that's a big plus. 
I felt like half the people I saw in the stands were in SFA stuff. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. So I, I was really pleased with that. So big strength there. We had a nice little crowd um, at the game. So love to see it. Very, very good. Um, let's see here. I, I obviously wrote down a lot of Derek, especially in the beginning there. Um, uh, let's see. There we go. Trell took a nice charge. Uh, Nana with a couple layups. Juice hitting that three. I feel like that was one of the big catalysts there to really actually get the, the, the scoring started and like really starting to like play on all cylinders. Um, let's see here. Then Rati finally got some points. And I was pleased yeah. to punch. For him. And I was happy too. Cause I think it was the game before when we played ACU that he, he took a lot of really good shots. They were all good looks. They just weren't. Mm -hmm falling but um i mean that's hard when you come back from an injury I, I feel like there's just a lot of things that aren't aren't clicking the way they're mm -hmm. supposed to and mostly yeah. coming back from a um uh why can i not remember my words an acl injury like there's just a lot of stuff that just doesn't move the same way as it did before so yeah i i mean i totally get that too um, and, and it just, because I want, obviously he wants to play, you know, he wants to be in the game. He wants to start, but I also have to think that there's just a little bit of like in the back of his head now, you know, that little nagging thing saying like, Oh, well, don't, don't do too much. You don't want to hurt yourself again. Like you're, he's scared. He may be a little hesitant to go full out. And, and that's hard to deal with, you know, the fact that you want to play hard, but then also don't want to get hurt again. Cause you have that fear. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Rob, I wrote down Rob, let's go, bud. Uh, day, day with those pips, man. He was coming at you like a force in the paint. Day, day just had some, I mean, he always looks great, but he had some of the best moves I've probably ever seen him make in that game. I'm telling you, I agree. <laughs> And I'm sitting there telling Sean, I'm like, you don't even understand. He literally has two different braces on his shoulder right now because he has a torn labrum that's going to require surgery after the season. So he literally can't even raise his right arm up all the way, his right arm. I'm like, and he's still been early in score almost every game. Like, just coming out and making these, these other players. <laughs> Dummies with these look videos. dumb. I know. Making and he's only like six two. I'm like, I just, I cannot brag on him enough. He's so so good. Insane. Um, he plays insane. I can't. I I can't even stop smiling anytime I talk. I mean, when I talk about any of them, I just get happy when they're playing this well. But like, are you kidding me? Day Day Hall is nuts. Nuts. Like you said it, the, some of the moves he was making to like going to the bench or going to the basket, just making these post players who are at least four or five, six inches tall. They're going to look stupid. Yeah. Uh, and y'all, y'all already know that day day is my dad's favorite, but uh, at one point during the game, uh, I don't think he was in, he wasn't in foul trouble because he only had one foul. Maybe Which he was or something, but he was on the bench for a little while uh, in the first half. And dad's like texting me, wise day on the bench. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then as soon as he's back in, he's like, great move. Get him the ball. Get him the ball. Like texting me all this stuff. And I'm like, I, 
I know. Yeah, I feel like the majority of his points all came in the second half pretty much. Because um, his – oh, my God, I just can't even with him. I can't. I mean, he he had six rebounds. I know a lot of those probably points too, um, or a lot of those rebounds were uh, – let's see, how many assists did he have? He didn't have any? Oh, I mean, I find that hard to believe, but okay. No. I'm a hard to Receiving. Um, but yeah, he he played great. Um uh, he played so good uh this game too. He didn't play as many minutes, he only played eleven, but I thought Matt played great too. Um I love when Matt comes in. Yeah, like you said, AJ with the threes, but oh my gosh, there was this one play that he did, he like drove baseline from the right side, I think, and then did almost this like behind the back pass to Robbie. Down mm-hmm. um, I was like, how does how does he even make these moves? And then most of the time when you have a guard who can make a move like that, the post player is not going to be ready to receive that pass. Um, but yeah, yeah. damn it, if Robbie didn't catch it and put it right up there and score, I was so happy. Um, I, we need more of that. I need more of Rob. I need, I need him to be at least – 90 to 95%. Like I need him to be as healthy as he can be for the rest of this conference. You know what I mean? Because, and I want, I just want him to get so much better because I feel like he can be so good with his, with his, with his enthusiasm. He's all over the court. His energy is off the Richter scale. You know, even if he's on the bench, it's the same thing. So I, I just, I want to see more of Robbie and I just want him to be like healthy enough to be on the court for more minutes and that way he can get even better. Me too. But he, he I put he had some good minutes on Saturday. So I mean he only played six minutes, but he got a rebound and four points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing. He might be only in for a few minutes, but when he's in for those few minutes, he's making moves. Either he's creating chaos on defense, he's getting fouled and, and getting some points on free throws, or you know, he's doing what you said, you know, catching and and, and dunking that ball. Or uh, slamming that ball down. I mean, come on. Yeah, Dad, uh, Dad and I talked again, um, I think on Sunday, whenever I drove back, about, about how he, he just does remind me a little bit of Leon. Like, he has all the energy and athleticism in the world. A little bit more control uh, is what he needs, but he is getting there and is so close. Um, so close, yeah. I love the comparison between him and Leon. Leon Gilmore, the third. Reminds me of, and I feel like his personality is kind of similar too, because he just seems like always so like happy and peppy and upbeat and supportive and like into everything. Man, now I miss Leon sitting here talking about him. I know. I I agree. I agree. I really, oh, you know, I was really, I'm mad that we lost Robbie so early on in the season because I feel like if he hadn't been hurt, he would be, be exactly what he was he was you know advertised to be and more because preseason that's all everybody could talk about was Robbie 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 and I was just blown away because I was so excited I was like oh my god like this player is just gonna be out of bounds and then he gets hurt and I'm just like anyway um (laughs) all right uh so what my cats are doing in there in the kitchen, but I don't um, hear him. I don't know what they're doing either. Who knows? I'll find um, later. Uh, okay, so Nigel had a couple of good moves, but there and he played a lot of minutes. But um, 
one that I made a note on. He made this great little Euro step move to the bucket. Um, yeah, he did. And got fouled and made both free throws. Um, I was so happy with that. Matt took a really nice charge. Um, mm -hmm. That note, let me see. Uh, okay, I got a good laugh, and I was very happy about number four on their team getting a tech for continuing to talk shit to our boy Trell. And then Trell makes both of the free throws. I um, know. That made me so happy. Uh, and then Trell made like a total last minute three. Um, the few threes that he got in this game were like, well, he only got two, but they were like very, very far out. Like one of them was definitely like the, even the dummy commentators said it was an NBA three and it was. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, and they were, and again, they were at very opportune times to where the tide of the game could have went in one way or the other. Like the one that you talking about, the one towards the end of the game. Yeah. That came in at the perfect time, the perfect time. Um, and somebody posted on, I don't know who made the graphic or who, who, who named him this, but they called him the silencer. <laughs> I was like, that's so perfect. Whoever did that. Taught, mm, good, good nickname, the silencer. Cause he can with one, th with one three, he can silence you. Cause it's going to be from the parking lot. It's either going to be literally a half court or like right when we need it the most. Yeah. Or yeah. both. Or um, both. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Exactly. Oh man. All right. Any other, uh, any other positives you want to talk about? No, that was all of mine. Other okay. Cool. Another conference game. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Two and oh, love to see it. Okay. Which is always nice. Exactly. Um, especially going in and playing against the Aggies. So I uh, love to hear it. Love to see it. All right. Going into the next part. Begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Let's talk about the commentator first because I know we both have a lot. Oh, I have many things to say. The process going in, they got damn near everything they said wrong. I mean, almost mm -hmm. everything. Even stuff for UTA. <laughs> like they they said that it was Keller's sixth season and literally on the screen it's saying Keller's seventh season at SFA. I'm like, all right, come on. Um, yep. They must have really liked Trell because they were calling everyone Jostle. They were calling Day-Day Jostle. They were calling AJ Jostle. I'm like, is everyone on the team Jostle? But yet yeah. they got Jostle's last name correct. Like, I know. And I'm like, they get Nana's name right, but then he, they called Coach Keller Coach Kelly twice. I was like, make it make sense. I'm very confused. I, um, I don't, and that's the thing. I was just, I was just shook at the fact that okay, like I get it. You don't, you're literally mistaking every single person on our team for the wrong person. They're like, oh, that's Jostle. Oh no, sorry, that's Day. Oh no, that's that's Ten, ten Tenzino. Ten, tenzino, and then that's. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. That was Day Hall. And I'm like, how do you not? Okay. Eh. But then they kept getting UTA players wrong, too. They're like, oh, that was Weaver. Oh, oh, no, just kidding. That was somebody else. I'm like, do you even know who you are? Yeah, they were not good. And it was also kind of obvious. I don't I don't think they understood basketball super great either. Um, because there was a couple, <laughs> there was a couple of things where I was like, 
no, that's not actually what happened. Like uh, there was one in the second half where they were shooting free throws and they made the last one. And then Day Day takes the ball out of bounds mm -hmm. and it to Matt. Somehow mm -hmm. Matt wasn't paying attention, got confused and stepped out of bounds to inbound the ball. So of course they, you know, call that on us. And they're like, the commentators are saying that it was a lane violation. And I'm like, it had nothing to do with the lane. It's the fact that we took it out of bounds twice. Like it wasn't a lane violation. It was an out of bounds. Viol like it was clear as day. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing to do with the free throw. Free throws were done. Um, and then the other thing that they, which I was just like, what are you even talking about? Um, so after number four got the tech called on him for talking shit to Trill, um, there was like a little while later, they called um, a charge and they were like, oh, well, the refs just called that a charge on him because of his energy earlier. And what we're like trying to blame it, that like saying that they had something out for him because of the way he acted with the tech. And I'm like, no, that was just a straight up charge. Like he just plowed right through. Had nothing to do with the fact that he got a tech earlier. Because also like this is a home game. They're going to get the the preferential treatment if there is any. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, many, many. I, uh, again, the mispronunciations. This is, these, these two schmucks were probably the worst announcers I've ever heard and I've, we've heard some really bad announcers. Even dad texted me and was like, the announcers are terrible. Like right off the bat before we barely even got into the game. Yeah. I mean, and, and we weren't the only ones because I was looking through Twitter and there were multiple like SFA people commenting on the announcers saying, who are these two? They are mispronouncing everybody. They're mistaking everybody. They called Coach Keller, Coach Kelly. Um they again they weren't even getting the UTA players right. I mean, and, and that's really sad, especially if you are the ESPN plus announcers for UTA. Those are yeah. your guys. What are you, you doing? Know, should know your own dudes' names. Oh my God. Oh God. Okay. Anyway, so moving on from them. Um so you know, almost right off the bat, right when the, almost the game started, literally. UTA gets the ball and they immediately call a foul on, on, I think it was Nigel saying that he tripped the player and literally yeah. what right off the bat, I was like, okay, these officials are already going to be shit because he literally fell on his own feet. And dad, and, texted, and dad texted me right then and was like, no foul, no foul. Thank God. They got it right. They went back and looked at it and, and they said no foul and whatever. But still, I'm like, you were standing right there. The fact that you completely miss, just completely missed it and said, nope, foul, tripping foul or whatever on night, whatever they called it originally. I'm like, he wasn't even close. Wasn't was, even close. It was very blatantly obvious. Um, oh, so that was all right, cool, all right, cool. This is how this game's going to go. We got these two schmucks doing shitty announcing. And then we got, you know, Larry, Curly, and Mo over here doing the 
doing the <laughs> the refereeing. It's gonna. I was like, please God, Lord, help and help us above. Um, another game where they were double and trail. Where what? I was like, it was another game where people where they were double and trail. Poor kid couldn't oh, get it. Yeah. Not, and up until the very end of the game, he could not get a good look to save his life. Yeah, they were not letting him have it. Um, no, they were not. So the almost the very first possession, well, I guess it was the first possession after they uh, messed up that foul call. They literally almost got a dunk on us. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, here we go. Like, we already had a bad start with the officiating. Now we're almost going to get dunked on. Like, this is not a good start. Mm -hmm. um, so we did have a slow start. And, and they had a couple of back doors. But um, they did. Yeah, I wrote that down as well. Um, and then, you know what? I actually did write down the fact that we were just not getting those offensive rebounds. Um, and they were, you know, they were getting their own offensive rebounds and we just, we just weren't. I mean, I mean, obviously it shows in the stats that we only had 10 and they had 15. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, the rebounds were almost similar. We had the 33 and they had 38. But again, like it was just looking at it, watching the game without looking at the stats, it just felt like we were just not getting anything that they were getting all of those defensive rebounds and they had the same number we did. I know. Sometimes it's funny how it, how it seems. And I, I think it's just that some, some possessions seem more impactful and then it's like, sticks out more. it's um, just wild. That is because again, we, I don't know which game it was. We said the same thing. I was like, man, I feel like we're not getting any rebounds, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then we went and looked at the stats and we're like, well, we had more than we thought. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. It was just wild. So even when I watched it back, I have no idea what they call the tech on AJ Ford. Like I, I could not tell. Have to get to that. Yeah. I could not tell at all. I re I rewound it back like twice and tried to, I could, I couldn't tell anything. Like I didn't see anything physical and it, it didn't appear that he was talking. Obviously maybe he was, that's what, that's what the commentators said. But again, yeah. I don't trust anything they had to say, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell anything for the life of me. Me neither. And I literally wrote the same thing. I said, man, AJ tech on AJ. What was it for talking again? Like question mark. I we don't know. Cause it wasn't blatantly obvious. So something must've been, cause he didn't do anything physical. You're right. So obviously something must've been said or. I, don't know. I almost wonder if they were confused though, because literally as soon as they called it, you could tell he was like, what? Like he was shocked. And I, because and, you know, if he would have said something, he'd have been like, mm. like whatever. Like he didn't seem, yeah. Because usually, if they're if they're talking and they call it, then they're just kind of they seem like more pissed off and they're like, oh, whatever. But he genuinely seemed very like confused and surprised that they called it. So it, it may have been. It honestly may have been one of those situations where you know someone else said something first, and then he maybe said something back, and then that's what they caught. You know what I mean? You know, it happens all the time where it's like, you know, when your kids like, you know, your friend hits you and then they don't get in trouble, but you get in trouble because you hit them back. And then you yeah. the person who gets caught. Uh, mm -hmm. Always, always, always. Because I remember I used to get um, I mean, obviously, I used to get pushed around a lot whenever I played and uh, always the girl I guarded was bigger than me. And so she would she would try whoever it was, um, not necessarily to post up on me, but definitely like play down 
closer to the bucket where they had the advantage. And there was this one game, this girl just kept pushing me. And so finally I, I like gave her a pretty dirty push. And then uh, some down the court, the referee like called me by name. And I was like, Oh my God, he caught me pushing. Uh, and then it turned out it was someone who knew my dad. Like I took the ball out and they were like, Hey, you're Richard starter, aren't you? And I was like, like I thought I got caught anyway. <laughs> always, always the second one who gets caught. Though. It really is. So it could have been one of those situations. Maybe he was just defending himself verbally because someone else said something. Who knows? Who knows? Um, obviously, it didn't have too much of an impact on the game. Thank God. Um, let's see. Let's see what else. Uh, no, not fouled out. Yeah, not for yeah. Long. He had some. He had some foul trouble because he, he really played the second half. I know. And it was, it was an, I mean, it was a presence that was missed, obviously. Um, again, even if Nana's making, not making all the points, he, he creates lanes for other people to do so. And so, or he assists and not having him in there, man. Good God almighty. Sometimes yeah. that's just, again, that's just another body not on the court to give someone else a break. Yeah, and we and we had a small lineup without him in there. Um, and mm -hmm. minutes, he's usually been closer to like thirty-five. Um, so that was far less. Well, he's probably really well rested after that game. Oh, I know. Yeah, no shit. Um, this is nice. <laughs> exactly. I was just getting very frustrated with all those little pull-up jays that the Mavs were doing. Like, man, it just felt like every time they were doing a, a pull-up a jumper that was going in every single time. And I was just like, can we not guard them at all down there? What are we doing? Um, but they were just getting really good looks. And it's, it was just really frustrating for a few, a uh, few possessions there. Cause they just, it looked like they were getting everything and we were getting Jack nothing. Um, yeah, they, they had a short little hot streak. Uh, my, they did. my last grievance is at the end, I, th I thought we were about to mess it up because Literally, we missed two layups in a row within the last minute when they have an actual semi-chance of coming back, uh, which I will say the first one, I'm pretty certain that Trell got fouled and they didn't call it. Yeah. But the second one, Day-Day, I was like, what is he doing? Um, because you know I get why he slowed down. I totally get, like, there was no, you know, always, always when you get a fast break, you want to take a little check and – gauge where your ma the man is and how much time you have. And I get like, let's not rush it and hurt ourselves. Um, if he's not close, but man, he slowed down so much. The dude blocked him. And I'm like, what are we doing? You had 50 years to get that. All the time in the world. It, it was, that was that. And it was happened at the right at the end of the game. And I was like, that was probably the most frustrating moment of that game. Other than the announcers butchering everybody. That was probably the most frustrating moment for me because I'm just like, I, we all saw him do the little check behind him, and then you still went up to the basket slow. Went 10 times slow. Like, I was okay with him slowing down, but not that slow. But then, oh, you know, yeah. thank God, little AJ is going to be the one trailing and get the rebound. Yeah. Thank God. Thank, thank God. I, uh, oh. That was just an ugly sequence, and it could have been an absolute just slam barn burner, like in your face, like game over, stink, suck it. But it wasn't. 
Yeah, he just misgaged that one big time. He he did. He did. I, I just don't know. And then, oh, God, I had a moment where I absolutely almost lost my mind because Trey, when the moment uh, Trell fell, and he kind of I almost looked like he grabbed his hamstring or something like that. And I, I about flipped. It was like right at the end of the game. I was like, oh, God, Jesus, Lord, please don't. Because that would have been the end of the world for me. Absolute end of the world. But he was fine. He got up and he was walking back fine. He wasn't limping or anything. So, um, But it just in that moment when he fell down, I thought he grabbed his hamstring. And I was like, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I will come through this TV and I will burn UTA to the ground. Yeah. Okay. That would not been happy with that. No, no, not at all. Oh, God. Um, just a lot of – there was a lot of shots that were that were missed. Um you know, they were coming at us early with some backcourt pressure. Um, and and when I was looking at the stats, I just – I was shocked at the – just this very low number of turnovers. But those uh, – I was just not pleased with the um, – with, with, with the attempts that we had. Well, yeah. yeah. Like overall, it wasn't it wasn't a bad game, but we definitely didn't look as good as we should have. And Dad texts me, uh, I think during the first half maybe, and was mm-hmm. like, "We should have already put this game away. They are not very good." Exactly, and that was that was kind of what I was trying to say. Your dad said it more eloquently than I did. We just had a lot of missed shots and missed opportunities to put that game away early, and then not look back. And we didn't. It turned out to be another dogfight game, and it shouldn't have been. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we made them look better than what they were. Oh, yeah, for sure. But that, to, to segue in, that, that brings me to my one word to describe the game. <laughs> and it's just simply win. Because it was one of those games where it was like, we barely won. We should have done much better. But a win is a win at this point, and especially – a road game during conference, like it's just a dub is a dub. So. Yeah. Yeah. Again, all, all the grievances, we could have them in the world with everything, but as long as we come away with the dub by one point or by a hundred points, I don't care. We won. We move on. We survived advance basically is, is my, is my thought this entire season, the rest of the rest of the season, it's just survive in advance. <laughs> that's just exact. That's all I can think about. Um, but my one word that I wrote down was was team. I thought that, you know, even though, yeah, we had a lot of uh, bad shots and shots that should have been made, I still think, again, because everybody scored, ev- pretty much everybody played except for uh, Davion, I, you know, everybody was in, everybody scored, and everybody was contributing in some way, shape, or form. Um, and so nice team win had moments of not looking so pretty, but we pulled it out in the end and ended the game on the right side of the the right side of tracks here. So uh, really happy about that. Very, 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 very. Okay. So obviously, like we mentioned a couple times already during the podcast tomorrow on, let's see, what's tomorrow's date, January the 4th. um, We are playing New Mexico State, New Mexico State Aggies at 6.30 at home in the sawmill. So, again, if you are here, if you are around town, even if you're not, come and support 
the lumberjacks in the sawmill. Please, 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 and please. I don't know. This dog has been barking outside for like five minutes, and it sounds like they're right in my backyard. Well, I haven't heard it. I wonder who's I'm it is. Glad you, I'm glad you haven't heard it because it's man, it's loud. It must be a big dog. I haven't. I haven't heard it. Okay, good. Anyway, so what is happening out there? Anyway, sorry. Um, so yeah, please come and join us at the game. We would love to see you. Uh, Kyle will be here from Wax. Wax. What's Wax? Wack Hoops Digest. Uh, so he will be here. He will be in town covering the game. Uh, he'll be doing our game tomorrow. And then, of course, the ladies' game as well. Um, so please, please, please come on out. Support SFA Athletics. Um, support our basketball boys and, of course, the ladies on Thursday if you can. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be another great weekend and week of basketball because not only are we playing New Mexico State, tomorrow but we play grand canyon on saturday um so it's gonna be another wild week of basketball for the lumberjacks yeah I'm excited. nervous again anxious anxious for these games it'll be interesting interesting to see how new mexico plays us tomorrow and how we play them vice versa um again i'm just nervous got the, i got the little heebie-jeebies and the nervy nervies yeah, the, the next two should be tough, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I feel I honestly feel like the next two games are really going to pop, possibly be the games that either traject us in the right direction or possibly the wrong. Yeah. But, you know, potentially, like how these next two games go, I mean, if we – Come out one and one. I say that's a dub. If we come out two and zero, oh, that's a big dub. Um, but if we knock on wood, don't do well in both of these games, I, it's hard to bounce back from, especially versus those two teams. Yeah, because I think the next few are going to be on the road. So if we if we take two L's, that's going to be rough. On especially two home L's. Yeah, and that will do no good for us in the seating at all. Like <laughs> again, yeah, our next three games are on the road and tough ones at that because they'll play after New Mexico State and Grand Canyon. They'll play Utah Tech, Southern Utah, and then Sam. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, and and that's just that's my only concern. And I I really really hope that that we come out victorious again either you know, uh, one and one or, or take both both teams or take both wins just because I, I just would hate to not do well both those games and then go on the road for three straight against three really good teams. Yeah. Yeah. And that would just be rough to bounce back from. And, again, taking home L's is not good for the seating. I mean, our, our, our the net seating for us for the for the tournament would be in shambles. And I'm, I'm just going to pray and hope to God that we don't do that. So, again, positive affirmations. We need all the purple in the stands that we can get. If you've got nothing going on tomorrow, get your hiney and to Nacogdoches, pay the pebbles, the peanuts to get into the game, for God's sakes, and, and go and support your lumberjacks. I don't get it. I mean, it's it's. January the 4th, well, we'll be tomorrow, 
what else are we doing? Yeah, I hope, I hope once school is back and we're back at home uh, that we'll have a better turnout from some of the student population because I, I yeah. get most of it on right now. But yeah, it's, it's hard during break. Obviously, the students are not here. I'm not not angry at them. But the fact is, is we have, you know, a pretty decent sized population who don't go anywhere and they're and they're all here. So I don't know why they're not in the stadium. That's just my that's my thing. The community here loves to claim that they are big SFA people, but where yeah, brother. Yeah. I don't even want to get started on a rant on that because we'll be here all night. Um, yeah, I know. So anyway, there's that. All right. So moving forward, um, we got our game around night. We got our game on Saturday. Uh, and then of course, as always, make sure you're following us on all the social media platforms. Uh, we got Facebook, we got Instagram, we got Twitter, we got the YouTube channel. And then we also do, 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 do. surprise. We will be publishing tonight after I publish the website or publish the uh, publish the the ep episode from this uh, this these games. Our our new website. We're our only website. We don't have a website. This is the website. Um, so it's something that Jacqueline and I have been working on um, for a few months now, and so finally ready to publish it in the new year. Wanted to wait until the new year and make sure everything was correct and updated. So. Cannot wait to show you guys that um, someplace you can find all of our fun adventures and our travels and our pictures all in one place. Um, you can find all of our webs or all of our episodes in one place. And you can also link to other things that are basketball related, Wack Hoops Digest, SFA pages, all those things from also there as well. So and where you can go and support um, our podcast by also purchasing um, our giant killer shirt if you don't have one you can get one now you don't have to wait any time period you can go on and just order it willy-nilly just had an order the other day actually come through the website um so that was really cool mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that was really awesome so um i'm gonna work on adding some more sh shirts to our store because we can do that on bonfire we can't have a store so I think it'd be cool to possibly get one rolling here for the conference i might work on that this week tomorrow maybe while i'm still at home having nothing to do. So uh, yeah, really excited for what's coming up for us. And I'm excited. Hopefully we'll um, maybe get together and go to a couple more away games if we can. Again, our schedules are always kind of hard during during the spring and during conferences because a lot of the games are necessarily not very close. So um, yeah. kitty, kitty, scotty. You must have been so clingy lately, but I get it because mm -hmm. I have been not here. on the road and out and just not at home. Exactly. It happens. Oh man. All right. So not only do you make sure that you follow us on all the stuff, all the Twitters, all the everything, um, make sure that of course you're going to be supporting both of our sponsors. We have of course, Fredonia beer, purple lights. Make sure that when you go to the game tomorrow, Thursday for the girls, Saturday, um, for the guys and whoever, make sure that you're buying purple lights. Anytime you purchase a purple lights can or you purchase a, uh, a pint of purple lights, you are supporting SFA Athletics and you're supporting the Lumberjacks. Oh, God, Scotty. He's literally like laying on the armrest of my chair. 
Oh God, what a little baby. I love it. Um, also make sure that you're supporting my plates. If you're thinking of something to get for your loved one, your love lumberjack in your life, your, you know, your significant other, perhaps your side chick, I don't know, whoever, um, make sure that you are supporting them through my plates. You go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks, get a one year, three year, five year term. You can renew your plates. Um, anytime you purchase an SFA plate, whether it be a one year, whether it be a three, five year, it doesn't matter. Um, proceeds and money from that go to the athletic teams. So when you purchase, for example, a five year personalized plate, SFA athletics gets about $250 from that purchase. You keep that plate for, you know, the five years. When you renew that five year plate, SFA gets double, they get $400. So Make sure that you are getting those my plates. Tired of seeing UT A and M plates on the on the road. I know that we're almost in the UT system. I don't care. Still not gonna want to see it on the. I want to see SFA plates, purple plates. Real fans have my plates. So get your plates. Definitely. I think I actually finally saw a Sam Houston one the other day. What? I'm pretty sure that's the first time I've ever seen one. But yeah, I've never. I've never. It's like a Sasquatch. Yeah. It's rare. Uh, yeah, what uh, what's the other name for it? Uh, Yeti. Yeah, Bigfoot. Yeah. Y- Yeti, I like that one. Yeah, Yeti. Oh my goodness! All right, well, again, I hope you guys had a really great New Year's. I know Jack Hunt and I did. Um, we're excited for the game tomorrow on the sawmill. If you come by the sawmill early, make sure that you go to the purple lights. Uh, purple lights, uh, happy hour over by the back left corner of the Coliseum. Um, you can get half off your beers. So get your Fredonia beers for $3. Um, and then I always have some snacks over there for free to munch on as well. Um, and I know Kyle from Whack Hoops Digest, like I said, he's coming into the game. Um, and I know he wants to do a pregame show at some point somewhere, in Knack, either at the sawmill or in his hotel room, wherever he can get it done. Um, but yeah, so make sure you guys are tuning into that too. Okay, I think that's all my reminders. There were a lot. Yeah. There were a lot. Okay, guys, man, ready for the game tomorrow? Let's kick some axe. Let's kick some Aggie axe specifically. All right, everybody have a wonderful night, and we will see you later. And as always, Axe and Jacks. Without some Jacks. Bye, guys. <laughs>